Guadalupe Radio presents Learning to Live Children's Stories, the podcast. Cinderella. There once was a man named Joseph, who, with his first wife, birthed a kind and beautiful girl named Ella. She had the virtues of her mother and treated all around her with love, respect, and generosity. Though her mother was with her through much of her youth, teaching her to love and have empathy towards all, the mother grew quite ill and left this world and her daughter in the care of her father. Wanting his child to have the strong influences of family love, he quickly married the widow Beatrice with two daughters of her own, Griselda and Esmeralda. Having not been raised by their own father, the daughters were jealous of Ella's bond with Joseph and allowed their greed for fatherly love to consume them. Though Joseph was equally affectionate with all the daughters, a tinge of him being only Ella's true blood stayed fresh on their minds. Look at how she parades around the house with him. Dancing and laughing, Griselda snarled one day to her sister. Yes, it's as though she is mocking us for not having a father. Esmeralda seethed. The girls were pretty, but allowed pain to rule their hearts and turn them cold. One day, Joseph fell ill, and as her mother had a year prior, he died. Ella was bereft at the loss of now both her parents. Beatrice blamed Ella for the loss of her husband, and Griselda and Esmeralda turned all of their pain and loss towards Ella with acts of cruelty and aggression. They made her wear rags, sleep in a hovel, and serve as the household maid, cook, gardener, and servant. They never spoke a kind word of gratitude and at every opportunity cruelly bullied the girl. Shortly, her stepmother and sister's hatred became a habit and they gave her the name Cinderella because she often fell asleep after a long and difficult day cleaning the cinders in the fireplace. One day, it was announced that the king was going to throw a ball for his son to find him a bride. All of the single young ladies of the town were encouraged to attend, and there was much jubilation in the town about the event. Griselda and Esmeralda had Cinderella sew them numerous gowns until her fingers bled from all the stitching. They never felt satisfied and could not find any assortment of outfits to hide the ugliness within. May I come to the ball too? questioned Cinderella to her stepmother. Absolutely not! Look at you! You are a disgrace and not fit to enter a king's event. I would be mortified having you enter with my beautiful daughters. Cinderella just nodded quietly and continued to prepare her sisters for the ball. She knew in her heart that the behaviors of her stepfamily 
stemmed from a place within them that held a grief so raw they couldn't bear to face it. Soon, the night arrived, and everyone from near and far set out to attend the king's gala. As her stepmother and sisters left in their carriage, Cinderella waited and watched from the window. As soon as they were out of sight, she began to cry. A gentle breeze arose from the earth, and elegant chimes began to sing from the trees. Cinderella saw the form of her mother under the willow tree outside. She ran out, nearly tripping over her own feet with excitement, and began to call out to her mother. Dearest mother, I have missed you with all my heart. As soon as she approached the tree, the figure was gone. Lost in the agony of defeat, Cinderella sobbed into the river that lay behind the willow tree. Mother, I treat them with kindness, but my stepmother and sisters hate me. I know you taught me to seek compassion, and I know that the cruelty that comes from others is within their own pained hearts, and not yours. But it is so very hard when the anger is directed towards you. What should I do, Mother? Help me. And with that, Cinderella opened her eyes, holding her hand to her heart and digging deep within for an answer. At that moment, a beautiful bird flew by singing a song. Much like the lullaby her mother sang to her as a baby, Cinderella recalled the magnificent gown her mother wore when she married her father. She swiftly rushed to retrieve it. Moments later, Cinderella had the dress and her mother's glass slippers on. She gathered some materials and ribbons from the discarded gown she had made for her sisters and quickly altered it. Soon, it was a new gown of her own design, and she ran off towards the stable to find a steed to ride to the ball. Slightly nervous, but bravely, Cinderella marched up the palace stairs and into the main room. All of the women in attendance had gowns of gold and silver with the most exquisite designs and tiaras in their hair. Cinderella was modest, but simply beautiful. It was as if her inner glow had shone through, and immediately she caught the gaze of the young prince. The young prince Christopher bowed and asked Cinderella to dance. Coyly, Cinderella returned his bow, and they danced the whole night through. I feel so at ease with you. The prince whispered into Cinderella's ear. She smiled at him and beamed so brightly that it was as if they were the only two people there. As the hours passed, they told each other the stories of their experiences that had brought them to this moment. Come midnight, the grandfather clock tolled in the castle. Cinderella looked up 
and saw her stepsister glaring at the couple. For fear of being recognized, Cinderella looked deep into the prince's eyes. I'm sorry, I must go now. And with that, she was off. Cinderella ran so fiercely, her slipper fell off her foot and landed at the grand entrance. The prince ran after her, but she was already off on her steed, returning home to her hovel. The next day, Cinderella awoke to her stepsisters throwing their gowns at her. That strumpet hogged the prince all night long, cried Griselda, as Merelda bellowed in agreement. Her outfit made no sense. Dear sisters, what woman do you speak of? This ball was to give every suitable woman a chance to win the prince's heart. But he spent the whole night with one girl who rudely left him without a word. And all he talked about was her once she was gone. I'm sure she meant no offense, sister. And a heart is not to be won, but earned with sincerity and genuine affection, replied Cinderella. Shocked at her speaking up in return, Beatrice scolded Cinderella, sending her back to the fireplace to scrub the hard floors. A notice went up in town, looking for the woman whose shoe was left at the palace steps. The prince was seeking to find the woman with whom he had danced all night. Every young woman in town was visited by a special council of the king in search of this slipper's missing damsel. By the time the council reached Cinderella's house, both her sisters had neglected to present the missing shoe. Cinderella heard the trumpets blare and without a thought ran out to greet the prince who was seated in the carriage. Prince Christopher immediately recognized her and gathered her in his arms. Ella, why are you dressed in rags? And at that moment, her stepmother came out of the house. Cinderella! Come back here, girl. Apologies, sire, for the looks of Cinderella. She does not represent this family. I am so sorry for disgracing you. The only disgrace is how you have treated Ella, responded the prince, continuing. If she will join me, I plan to court her and take her away from this house. I hope you change your ways, good woman for you no longer have her to bear cruelty upon. May your own mirror reflect upon you your actions and see the light that comes with goodness towards all. And with that, Prince Christopher took Ella's hand in his own, bowed and gazed at her with love as she walked into the carriage. She presented the slipper and the prince bent down onto his knees to this young beauty in rags, placing the glass slippers on her feet. The carriage took off, and Cinderella, with her prince, went off to start their new life together. End of the story. Learning to Live, Children's Stories is an original production of Guadalupe Radio. Adaptation, music, vocals, and performances by Juliet Blasor. Children's Values Manual, Laura Heredia. Graphic Design, Martha Naranjo. Starring, Addie Dadio, Sal Lopez. Juliet Blasor. 
Cynthia Dane, Denise Plazor. Recording, editing, Gerardo Nevares. Music by Marcos Loya. Script, producer and director, Denise Plazor. Executive producer and director, René Heredia. Learn more about this production and its Children's Values Manual by visiting learningtolive.la. All rights reserved.